what is the difference between an anti-hero character and just another dark Mary Sue character? And one of the things that will be kind of your gateway emotion. Gateway emotions. To, to deeper, to, darker to emotions. anti-hero kind of thing and not mm-hmm. turn yourself edgelord, not turn yourself mm-hmm. just like bad guy with a sheriff's badge is... What an interesting idea that that the anti-hero character requires a certain depth of role play in your, at your table. Absolutely does. Oof. Oh. Oh. Yes. Hey, man. Hey, guys. I've been waiting for this. Oh, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. You you feel it? You're a different kind of player. Yeah. My whole life. I've been training for this moment. (laughs) Yeah. You can... How do you train? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Guys. The dungeon master (laughs) killed my mother. So I'm back for revenge. By doing his podcast? Yeah. He's never going to see it coming. Uh, yeah, okay. Find out. No, I'll do this. I'll do this. I got to read the note. I've been training for a lifetime for this. All right. Sh- mm. Show me your moves. <sighs> Welcome back. We're glad you came. Are you, though? But it might be too late. <laughs> As you know, the night is dark and full of terrors. Hope is hopelessly outnumbered. Good just isn't good enough. We're at our wit's end and just don't know who to turn to. Can you can you be serious? I've been training my whole life for this. I don't even care if I'm going to get destroyed. I'm going to go off the hose written. Exactly, yeah. You know, I didn't even say welcome to caffeine and cantrips. I just jumped right into it because I've been training so hard for this. Oh, I lost my place. It's Lord Byron. It's the best Byron ever. <laughs> Fear not, friends. There's only one that we can turn to. A fable. A legend. A demon formed in the same crucible as the ones who plague us. For only they can do what needs to be done in order to win. Today, we're not pulling back the curtain. We're diving behind it. No mask too scary, no layer too far from the light. (laughs) Today we're learning all about the dark side of heroism, the anti-hero. So, turn out all the lights. Lower your voice an octave. We're playing bad and flirting with darkness. And welcome back to another episode of Caffeine and Ketchups. Yes. Uh, glad that you can join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about today's topic, which is anti-heroes. Mm, yeah. Everybody's kind of favorite hero that they love to hate to love. They just love them mostly, I think. I, I think so. I think so. But... I also think that perhaps anti-heroes are a little bit more complicated than we normally give them credit to be. And to execute it properly... Yes. 
can actually be something that is very, very uh, tactful. It, no, I think it's true because if you're not careful, you just, you just end up as Edge Lord Byron. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or that, or that, pretty awesome. Or that corner brooder type of character. Right. And I think those are all trying to hit the mark and missing. Yes. Right. Yes. Because it, it, at first, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Just like do bad things for good reasons. Right. But it, yeah. <laughs> but it's surprisingly well, it more like than a that. villain also. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's let's break this down a little bit so that we're talking about one sort of certain thing. Okay. And that certain thing is the definition of antihero that we're going to kind of use going forward here. Okay, we love scoping. Okay, so let's let's scope it. Scope it. So, an antihero is a fictional character, interestingly. Oh, enough, not not a real character <laughs> uh, who, who lacks conventional heroic attributes such as moral purity, selflessness, or virtuous intentions. Uh, Instead, they often possess complex, morally ambiguous traits, which may include selfishness, um, lots of flaws, and a willingness to engage uh, in like questionable and morally gray actions. Hmm. Now, despite their unconventional heroism, uh, antiheroes typically occupy the central role in a story. Oh, okay. And yeah, interestingly, and may demonstrate virtues or qualities that make them compelling or relatable to the audience, even yes. as they challenge the traditional notion of heroism. Okay. Now, for all our TTRPG players out there, it's really difficult to kind of be the central guy, force yourself yeah. to be the main character. There's a whole syndrome named after it. Um, but. In this case, that's kind of with that little caveat of you're not necessarily the main character. What's the syndrome called? Main character syndrome. <laughs> that seems obvious. It's on the nose. Oh, it could be anti-hero uh, syndrome. I don't have the hair to be a main character, unfortunately. Oh, Saitama. I write One Punch Ooh, Man. But I didn't lose it because of lack of AC. I thought it was because he did 100 push-ups every day. Well, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting, getting, there. getting there. We're getting there. But uh, yeah, no, so that's, I think, I think. To set a wide, somewhat vague, but at least a direction here. Okay. That may not fully scope it out, but that that is what we're going to be dealing with today when we're considering an anti-hero, right? Someone who is unconventionally heroic, deals in morally gray ideas and actions. Okay. To accomplish their goals, and they have kind of flaws and things that they have to work on so that they become relatable. Okay. These are the key points in the mm-hmm. definition. Okay. That's cool. Because yeah, it's, it's interesting because we talk about antiheroes and like everyone loves a good antihero. Mm-hmm. It's, they're so popular, especially these days. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it was different 50 years ago, uh, like 70 ooh, years ago. Interesting. Right? In, yes. in the age of like Spider-Man and, and Superman, mm-hmm. like you didn't have really antiheroes yet. It's a somewhat modern uh, phenomenon. Well, it's, it's kind of thought that antiheroes have come out because of how the world. It's supposed to be mirroring yep. what it is. But yep. I can talk about that stuff later. Right. Yeah, no, but it, that's, I think the, the, the era 50 years ago of what people were looking mm-hmm. for in literature, they wanted heroes, they wanted virtues, they wanted yes. truth, justice, and the American way. Da, 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 da. Right? Um, now so much? Maybe yeah. not. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, I want to talk about maybe why do people like antiheroes so much? It's a good place to start. Right. Um, 
so then we can sort of keep things these things in mind when we go in and when we're trying to build our own anti-hero or like role player mm-hmm. or anti-heroes because um, keep knowing this stuff I think will help you sort of zone in on what the other people at your table will enjoy because mm-hmm. as role players sure we role play for ourselves but we a lot of it's role playing for the people at the table or people who are watching your uh, show if you're lucky enough to have watchers right so okay, let's yeah. talk about that's you like call us. Um, let's talk about why people like antiheroes. What is it about them? I think the first thing that really attracts people to antiheroes that, um, as opposed to the traditional Superman type hero, mm-hmm. um, is their moral complexity. Mm-hmm. Right? They have this moral ambiguity, and they sort of face these. Well, they represent these ethical dilemmas um, that almost all antiheroes sort of face that is lacking in traditional heroes, I think. Um, And sort of when you don't know what's right and wrong exactly, it allows the the audience or the role player um, to sort of explore those complex ethical questions. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's why they're more popular these days because I feel like the morality of the world is a little more complex. Correct. Right? Um, so antiheroes gives give us a chance to explore those sort of questions. Um, um, and for us, we sort of know what that traditional hero is, right? And sort of what their story kind of is all about. Mm-hmm. Antiheroes are a little more mysterious. And I think they um, sort of lend to a more intellectually stimulating story, mm-hmm. right? Um, that sort of traditional heroes can't do in quite the same way. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think also they are relatable to mm-hmm. us. More relatable than the traditional heroes are these days. Mm-hmm. Um, that fits the definition, right? Right. They have to more, be relatable. More, right. Yeah. All, all heroes need to be relatable, I think, in order to be effective. I think they're relatable, though, especially to the people these days, because we aren't, we know we aren't heroes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, no, like, you're definitely not a hero. Don't make that face. <laughs> right? We all have flaws and vulnerabilities. <laughs> she sure does. And <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> they have sort of those, those, they have those, that makes them sort of relatable humans, mm-hmm. right? As mm-hmm. opposed to Superman, because he's not a human and he's not super relatable. Right. As a hero. Right? Um, and that makes them more engaging because we can then connect with their struggles mm-hmm. right uh, and we sort of see ourselves in them as they go through their adventures and as they sort of navigate their moral ambiguity because our, we ourselves were typically kind of morally am, ambiguous mm-hmm. so uh, next I think antiheroes specifically uh, sort of have this sort of empathy inducing motivations okay right like um for example like say i don't know an anti-hero whose mother got killed by the dungeon master and is tragic like that's like all anti-heroes so this tragic traumatic background right i think there's more than a few of us who have had uh, the dungeon master kill off our mothers right yeah. and ourselves and all the versions of ourselves but um it, it induces empathy in a way that traditional heroes don't right so we um 
by understanding those motivations behind their morally questionable um, actions, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're doing bad things, but I understand why, right? And it sort of induces that empathy in us and it sort sure. of attracts us to that character. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, that builds connections, um, even though they're typically deeply flawed characters, right? Again, we can see ourselves making the same kind of choices if we were in their shoes. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and I think maybe the next, I would say, they have really engaging storylines. They're not mm. traditional storylines. I mean, they're getting more traditional these days because they're so prevalent. Right. Right. But um, sort of stories that are centered around anti-heroes, I think, often explore those themes of redemption, personal growth, uh, and the consequences of your actions. Hmm, okay. In a way that traditional heroes, not as much. Okay. Right? Is that a different story or is that a different aspect of the same story? Well, it's a different way of telling those stories. Okay. For sure. Because they're still heroes. Right. right? It's Technically, like, yes. Right? But they're uh, telling that story in a different, from a different perspective. Right? Sort of a darker, more broken perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? Which a lot of people can empathize with and, and relate to. Sure. Um, and I think these themes to the modern viewer is sort of emotionally engaging and thought-provoking, right? So then their stories feel more meaningful to us as opposed to someone in the 1950s who might think that these antiheroes are just horrible people. How could you do that? It's not worth it, right? Whereas to us morally ambiguous people are like, I could see myself having to make that choice, right? So it's, it's engaging, that storyline to us. And I think lastly, antiheroes, well, everyone loves a badass. Everyone loves a badass. And I mean, Superman is super powerful, but for some reason, he's, he doesn't feel like a badass. Just that sort of super tough guy who, who, who won't take no for an answer and just gets what he wants. Okay. Right? Everyone, everyone loves that. Right? And sure. antiheroes are a great sort of vehicle for that feeling. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think, I don't know, there's, there, are other, there are other reasons, but those are the main ones, I think, why people sort of enjoy antiheroes. So I think I would like people listening and watching to sort of keep those in mind when they're, again, building and role-playing uh, antihero character. And that's sort of as we, I think, go through this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, because so, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily about, like... As as a viewer, you've probably played an anti-hero style character Maybe. before, or you've tried to, or or kind of played <laughs> somebody <to>. who <laughs> is willing to go a little bit farther than other characters that mm-hmm. you've made or created mm-hmm. in order to get things done. Right. Um, and whether that's a selfish purpose or, mm-hmm. or not. Um, it's it's interesting though. Like I don't I think I think our world now, there's a couple of things that you said, like I don't necessarily think that people are morally ambiguous. Nowadays, I think that the questions that we're trying to ask and the topics that we're dealing with. Ethically ambiguous, I guess. The world is ethically ambiguous. Ooh, nail on the head. That's a way better way of looking at it. Yeah, because I think think we all have our own senses of right and wrong. And if you don't know what the difference between moral and and (laughs) ethics is, 
Go watch that episode. Because <laughs> uh, that was a huge distinction. Yes. Because, um, no, yeah. I, I think... Ethically I think ambiguous. You out there, you right yeah. here. Uh, you right here. You right here. What? Don't touch <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't know if he's real. Um, <laughs> we we know, or we have our own internal kumpai. <laughs> kumpai, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every time <laughs> you say that now. Throwbacks. Uh, but we have that kind of internal direction. Yeah. Right? And so, anyway. Um, and they're not... I don't know always that like they, they have badass qualities and that that's an interesting thing that you also said. Mm. I don't know that they always necessarily are badasses. Typically they are though in the traditional media when we see them in movies and TV shows. I think, I think the badass comes specifically to anti-heroes that tag gets put mm-hmm. on them because as they go through what they do, they have a darker, grittier kind of look right. at things, like you said. But also, they they in that story wheel, they get punished consistently for it. Right. And so you get guys like John McClane from the Die Hard series. Right. Total anti-hero. Because he's, he's supposed to be a cop, but cops don't, like, just kill people and shoot them <laughs> and explode Nakatomi Plaza. Right? And, like, kill Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. But, like. He goes and he suffers running across mm-hmm. like floors with broken glass and his feet are getting cut up and just like, oh, oh, oh. But he continues to kick right. ass, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, what he's doing is badass. He doesn't necessarily self-identify as one. No, no. They don't right? self- no. And but, that'd be that'd be such a annoying character who oh, identif- self-identifies. Who no, doesn't matter who it is, yeah, fictional or not, if you identify as a badass. Oh. That's not cool. I don't know. Just like, like really dude. Right. Like it's one of those things like, oh, you gave yourself your own nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cool thing. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So no, I, like, I agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. in, at least in that one that they are, or they carry that trait. Yeah. And a lot of times it's paired with the stories that they're telling Mm -hmm. because they have to kind of suffer and they're in the grime and dirt and whatnot. Yeah. But they're badass. They're not good at it. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know that it's Superman's a good ass. Get out there know. and make a good ass character. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, with that, what we're talking about today isn't always or isn't necessarily limited to the idea of antihero. It's how to okay. play one better. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. these are all great reasons that you've given yep. for us to play them. Um, but I think we have to really dig into what makes you anti-tick. Right. right, like what? What, what is it that is what's a the bat, mechanisms that is of, anti-hero? Yeah, yeah. And so I think one of the major components, because we we already said that they deal with things in an unconventional way. Okay. But ultimately, they still have to have the same banners of like motivations and goals, as any good right? character as any does. Mm-hmm. Now, when we have to go in there and we have to try and make it unconventional or try and make it unique or somewhat mm-hmm. different than kind of the normal hero or the Boy Scout or whatever, probably going to beat up on Superman a lot in this episode just because he's he can take it. I mean, he's much less that Boy Scouty these days, but it's because the world has changed, right? Yeah, but like when he was had first, to, they've had to evolve. Yeah, yes. the character. when he was or, first conceived, he was. Straight up, truth, justice, right. the American way, right? Yeah. They even changed his slogan at some point within oh, the really? last few years. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, we have to try and define what the unconventional is, mm-hmm. right? In order to get into the mindset of creating an anti-hero, okay. because this is going to speak to the core of the character that we're going to build around, mm-hmm. part of that identity mm-hmm. that we're going to try and show, not tell. And one of the things that will be kind of your gateway emotion. Gateway emotions to, 
cheaper, too, darker too emotions. Too anti-hero kind of thing, and not mm-hmm. turn yourself edge lord. Not turn yourself mm-hmm. just like bad guy with a sheriff's badge kind of right. characters. Right. Is is a selfish motivation. Whether this is something that they they want, um, whether that's peace, security, safety, mm. whether that's kind of uh, something that they want for their family, right? But for uh, themselves. Revenge yeah. on someone who has done them harm or ill, right. right? Something has happened to them and they have now chosen themselves to be the avatar of their wrath. <laughs> Okay. Right. It, and it can become more complex and more, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever kind of negative, positive spin on it, emotion that you want to use. Mm-hmm. I would suggest starting with a selfish goal, right? When we start off, Seems safe. characters in a comfortable place, we move one forward, they have a need or they have a desire. What is that desire? Something that's going to make their world better or something to right an injustice, an injustice that they've received. Okay. And it's important that we have this negative emotion Mm -hmm. with a positive spin or kind of a positive emotion with a negative spin because it needs to be unconventional. What do you mean by negative negative emotion, positive spin? Um, Well, I suppose one of my my examples is going to be kind of like uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. So whether you've watched it or not, uh, just kind of short version, he himself is suffering from something. And he has chosen uh, a path that is technically illegal in order to make enough money to make his family safe and taken care of right. past his his longevity or past uh, beyond when he expires. Or supposed spoilers? To no, that's that's like episode one. I'm not, I'm not giving <laughs> anything away here. Um, but there is a good goal, right? I want to take care of my family. Right. I selfish mm-hmm. want to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. My family needs money to be taken care of. I will do what I can do because I don't have to face long-term repercussion. Right, because I'm going to... As long yeah. as I die happy knowing that my family's taken care of. Everyone dies. Right, but, yeah. but I'm going to die knowing that my family's taken care of. Yeah. So that, that selfish statement mm-hmm. is put to a good goal. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Right. And now he's going to go through an unconventional task because now I don't have to worry about long-term repercussions. So jail isn't necessarily a big thing for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. right? I'm just going to die anyway. Right. Right. So when we start looking at these unconventional ways of going about making it to that goal, right? This is, this is where we're starting to make our anti-hero possible. Mm. Right. So you need to have that goal. You need to have that motivation and, and, like we're talking about here with Walter White, right? What their, what the characters alignment, morality and moral ambiguity are all kind of this weird trifecta that form around the goal or motivation Mm -hmm. to make it so that they are an anti-hero. They're not just, like I said, an edgelord who just wants to like kill people and take their stuff. Right. But he's like, (laughs) I'm a hero because I'm supposed to be a hero. And you're like, right. You don't do anything heroic. Right. In fact, your 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 hand is literally in my coin purse right now. Like, <laughs> get get out of here, stupid. Right. So this this matters when we're trying to build, and whether you're doing it chaotic, you know, character building like you do, or you do procedural right. building yep. like I do. Right. Figuring out the concept of the alignment that you're going for and how it relates to the antihero is going to be very important. Mm. Are they more lawful? Probably not, Probably not if they're going to be unconventional, mm-hmm. right? So then we go, are they chaotic good? That kind of carte blanche to do whatever you want to do as mm-hmm. long as it's in the name of good. 
maybe. But don't go as far as to say, oh, that's what my character would do as you burn down another orphanage. Right? Like, right. It's, you, still, <laughs> you still have to be a hero. Right? You right. still have to you be, can't be good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, neutral is also an interesting one, right? Where my morals mm-hmm. are superior to mm-hmm. your ethics. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, therefore, I can do what I need to do because I know the, the good side of good. Right. You don't. Mm-hmm. And, and applying these can get well, really Well, that's the difficult. selfishness right there. Yeah, right? Like, right. I, right? All these I statements yeah. are, are very important yeah. when we're talking about the identity mm. that we're trying to create. And this provides us as people in a morally complex world to go in and have a safe space to explore these ideas. Ethically complex world. In an ethically complex <laughs> yeah. world, morally complex world too. I guess so, yeah. Right? Um, this this is a safe space for us to explore some of these ideas mm. as long as we talk about it with our table mates to right. be like, this yes. is where we're going. Yes. Is it okay? <sighs> yeah. Is it okay if I just cook drugs? Yeah. yeah. I need to <laughs> get super coked up before we play so that I can like, you know, embody my kids. No, <laughs> no, this is not okay. Now, this is, this is, I think, the step that people Whoa! have taken. <laughs> This is a whole real initiative. Dude, we haven't even started yet. I'm rolling anyways. Initiative for RP. This is the problem, I think, when we start looking at most characters being created and how to go about it the quote-unquote proper or like the deeper way. Mm-hmm. Is we need to not just look at, oh, a character like the Punisher. What do you do? Any means necessary, punish the bad guys. Right. I was wounded. My family was taken from me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to revisit my, those sins upon all the bad guys in the city. However possible. Right. Okay. That's super two-dimensional. Yep. Right. More depth is more interesting. Right. So don't mm-hmm. discount the fact that these I statements can lead to a much greater depth of vulnerability, of flaws, of kind of personal backstory that you need to lean into yes. in order to be, quote, unquote, a better anti-hero mm-hmm. right because you have to be like we already said multiple times now you have to be relatable you have to have flaws yes right there has to be a dark side to your dark side well there there needs to be a solid base for all this all the actions to flow out from right for sure because you can feel it as an audience mm-hmm. uh, when things are shallow or characters are shallow or motivations are shallow mm-hmm. or actions or the motivations behind actions are shallow mm-hmm. um, so if you you need to set the stuff you're right uh, well ahead of time. Well ahead. In your, in your concept, mm-hmm. right, of where you're wanting to go. Yeah. Right? And whether your archetype is going to attempt to be like kind of a, a, the brooding loner that we talked about, the mm-hmm. reformed villain, um, a reluctant hero. These are all kind of base archetypes that you could look at in order to kind of springboard into anti-hero. Okay. Um, and, you know, some characters that jump to mind, right? Obviously, Walter White. Mm-hmm. Um, Rorschach from Watchmen. Is an excellent anti-hero. His, if you're questioning it, mm-hmm. his goal mm-hmm. and motivation was to uncover corruption in places of power, yep. no matter the cost. Yeah. That was his goal. It does not matter how good your goal was. If you don't do it the right way, mm-hmm. clean and virtuous, then it ain't worth it. Right. 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 And it doesn't matter who I have to tear down in order to make sure that the world that we're trying to build is the good one. I will tear it all down. Right. Right. And there's a whole bunch of quotes to back that up. I don't have to go. Rorschach is a whole episode by himself. Love that guy. That movie is like 
10 episodes. Maybe we'll do that. If you guys want us to like caffeine and cantrips. Oh man, that movie is so complex <laughs> ethically and morally. It's oh yeah. So great. Let us know. Let right. us know. Yeah. Um, and then obviously our famous vengeance paladin that we like to bring up here and there. <laughs> John, John Wick. Wick. John Wick. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. And that's, that's one of those key kind of reformed villains. Right, Hitman for the, mm-hmm. the mafia mm-hmm. finds his way out. He's done yep. a disservice. He done real dirty. They killed his dog. They killed. Yeah, but it's not just his dog, right? The, and this is where well, you get the into that It was his dog, but it was like the last remnants of, of his wife. His wife who gave it to him because she knew that he would be lonely and would pull away from the right, world. The one who saved him from that yes. life in the first right. and place. You're like, and... Oh wow! Now it's not just his dog, right? That's that depth that you could just discount, but we we can't do that. Well, we need to go yeah, deeper. That dog, what a symbol, eh? Like yeah. the, the his his last connection to like the normal world. Yes. Has been taken away. So yeah. He just falls right back in. Correct. It's correct. And it's Urbuck. So good. So, <laughs> so now you mentioned this a little bit before, but the other kind of the next thing that you have to think about when you're trying to make a better anti-hero is character development. Okay. You yep. Cannot stagnate. As an anti-hero, or else your character becomes very boring long term. Now, this might be a hot take. Feel free to jump on those keys and tell me, Byron, you're wrong. But if you don't have character development, if they aren't succeeding in their quest for vengeance, mm. then they are just a bad guy. <laughs> right? If they don't have redeemable qualities, mm. mm-hmm. then why are we relating to them? Right. Because yep. they're, they're just another party's BBEG in waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. There has to be development. There has to be change either in the comprehension of what it was that they were doing and or where they need to go. There's, there's got to be something that happens throughout that. Yes. To either better understand it or in the John Wick case, right? Like he found a woman that was good enough to bring him out of that life. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the story starts that he has to go back into it. Okay, great. But the idea was, is that there was something greater than his villainous state. Okay. Right. And so he had to come out of that Rorschach kind of same thing. It doesn't matter how much good you guys do. If we ourselves are flawed, then it's not worth it. Right. I need to change what's going on. Even if that means I myself have to become uncompromising. I have to understand what my sacrifice needs to be in the end to justify everything that I've done. Because it's only with that ultimate sacrifice on that straight line that I can really verify that I was uncorruptible. Right. Yeah, I don't know if Rorschach had much character development as 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 a viewer, as a reader. Mm. I saw I I gained a better appreciation of what his goal was yes. and what he was willing to do based on yeah. the more and more extreme things that he was willing to do, even quote unquote to the good people. It's interesting because it's he didn't really change, but our perception of him was changing, which is kind of kind of character development. It's weird. Right. It's weird. Right. It's like um, perceived development. Yes. Yes. And now one of the things that you kind of talked about very briefly, and mm. I think we need to sit on for a little bit, but I've already been talking for a bunch, so I don't want to sit on it right now. But the idea that you have to have flaws. 
You have mm, to have mm-hmm. a bunch of these things that you've worked on. Like I said, the dark side of the dark side, right? Past mistakes, yes. personal codes of ethics, flaws. These are all things, vulnerabilities mm-hmm. that you're going to have to put forward when you're working with a team of other storytellers, right? Or players in the game in order for your anti-hero to really kind of work. Yes. They need to see how you can be redeemed and how you can throw out these hooks to show that you're not just a bad guy, that you are a complex character. Yeah, in order for that character to matter to us as the audience, right? right. It, needs, it needs those. Well, either as the audience or as a player at the table. Well, we're audiences. Right. I think we're all audiences and Ooh. performers at the table. Ooh, nice. Yeah. We're just going to compact that into players. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, so we need, to, we need to have the ability to be redeemed. We cannot be on a missile straight to hell. Because once again, it's true. That's not an anti-hero. Don right? Constantine. Constantine. Well, that's a different reason. To go to hell. <laughs> but he didn't, though. I don't. I don't know that he's an anti-hero. He's an know. unconventional hero. He's a reluctant hero, but he's not necessarily an anti-hero. I don't know. He's, yeah, he deserves to go to hell. Apparently, uh, he's the only soul the devil himself would come up and collect. Apparently. What a wonderful movie. Anyways, yes. Um, but the, the the idea that when we're creating these things. As much as the goals and the motivations are important, we need to be able to and ready to analyze what we've built so that we can throw out a ton. And I mean a ton, muy tonage, that's three languages, <laughs> uh, to, to push out hooks for your character, to create, <laughs> to, to create ways to bond with the party in different ways so that they can each provide perhaps a puzzle piece to reclaim your soul or to rebuild your humanity Mm, or uh to bring you back from the edge because that person that just wants to like, it it wouldn't be as compelling a story if Frodo just sprinted to Mount doom and dove into the pits and like (laughs) died died in the lava. It's more compelling that he faltered at the end. Well, It wouldn't have mattered at all. If he was like, like being the bear of the ring is it's easy sauce guys. Yeah. He just, you just put on your finger and you just walk. And no you, one can see you the whole time. No, it's super easy. You just run. Right? Yeah, it's And then great. you try to... What? When tempted? Why? What's wrong with you, Gandalf, Galadriel? Whatever. Mm-hmm. This, this crap is easy. Yeah. Ding. Ding. No problems. Right? All right, new game plus, guys? Okay, be, cool. Be back for 11sies. <laughs> um, yeah, no. With the narrative arc, you have not to have... Not that he's an anti-hero. No, <laughs> not that he's an anti-hero, but it's more compelling that yes. even though he managed to suffer all that way, mm-hmm. right... Not an anti-hero, so we're not going to dwell too much on that. But the idea that you have to have these watch that hooks that appreciate the vulnerabilities of your character and the places that we don't normally want to go as role players. Right. Or as people, right? Or as mm. kind of, we don't like, like to chill out in our uncomfortable places, in our mind, physically, whatever. Right? Well, which is why it's so good to experience the anti-hero in media because it takes us on that journey safely safely right now when we're doing it that way when we're watching this happen okay great we get to watch somebody else suffer when we're playing at the table oh it's far less there is an emotional catharsis that's happening hopefully that you're getting and working out some of this stuff Mm -hmm. (sighs) but interestingly enough there's an idea that we brought out in our villains oh kind of podcast or episode that I think works on the party side. And I think you need to almost create an orthogonally developed 
vulnerability area for the party to work with. Because the deeper and the more broad the vulnerability and the flaws are, the more people can relate to the genuine nature of them Mm. and can see a way to help you through that or help you over that. Interesting. The more space that you can create for them to interact with your story, Mm -hmm. the more entwined your characters can become and the more value that you can find later in a reason for your anti-hero to come back from the brink. Or to struggle with anything as opposed to just diving straight into the darkness. Correct. Right. Right? Because they're not fanatically suicidal. Right. Or they shouldn't be. Or they shouldn't be just murder machines. Correct. Just. Because that's not an anti-hero. It's right. It's just a murder machine. Yeah. This is the murder hobo. Right. Which is not particularly interesting. Unless that's what your group wants to do. I mean, it's fun, but I don't think it's particularly interesting. Yes. Right. Correct. Um, Interesting. Something else I think that uh, is fun, though. Okay. Okay. but not particularly interesting oh. is uh, when you watch our episode, it's super fun. Yeah. But it's not particularly interesting. If you don't hit the like and subscribe button. Oh, it's vastly more interesting. Well, and it's not necessarily fun to just kind of click, click, subscribe, hit mm. the bell, but it really does something. Right. Yeah. Right. You should, you should expose yourself to the vulnerabilities and leave a comment too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but. For every like, Sean will confront his deepest, darkest fear. Clowns? <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> I like this idea of vulnerability. I think you talk about sitting on something. I'm going to sit on this idea for a while. Oh, okay. Again. Good. Because um, I'm just going to hatch this egg. I, I really do. Um, I'm hatching the egg. If it's cawing, I think you're a little late. No, I'm cawing as I'm sitting on the egg. Oh, that's To so note that I am a bird sitting on an egg. You see the imagery now? I'm role-playing. <laughs> Gosh. Because uh, I really do think that vulnerability you is You kind of dress key. like a penguin, so I guess it works. Is the penguin? He's just the villain. He's not an anti-hero. What? No, the penguin dad. So it's, yes, he does. Yeah. Maybe if role-played it, I get Bird it. Bird facts. Come on. Right? Are you trying to be Brennan? Not sponsored, but call us. Call us. Um, or call us. Um, anyways, <laughs> vulnerability is key to, I think, to an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. It really, it really is. Because um, what is the difference between an anti-hero character and just another, like, dark Mary Sue character? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We all know that no one really gives a crap about Mary Sue characters. Right? Oh, yes. They, 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 they lose, we lose interest in them quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? We, you might watch one movie, but the two next ones, it's like, ah, same stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing, nothing changes, nothing special. There's no weaknesses. They go through all of the quote-unquote problems set in front of them with no issues whatsoever. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't relate to it. Right? They're too perfect Correct. and therefore unrelatable. Correct. Right? So the key is from, to go from Mary Sue to something that's sort of relatable and meaningful to us is that vulnerability, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? And particularly antiheroes. Um, so, because I think vulnerability, it really humanizes the antihero. Because without it, uh, they're... Like I said, they're just murder machines. Mm-hmm. And machines aren't particularly human. 
And we don't care about machines. We care about humans. Yes. Right? Even like animals and pets, we humanize them. Therefore, we care about them. Absolutely. Right? We give them names. Yeah, well, it's you're a dog mom or a cat dad, right? Like it's... Exactly, yeah. right? Um, so it's human. It's, we need to humanize our characters, the antihero, in order to care about it. In order to have it be more than, like I said, the, the edgelord brooder, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, because what vulnerabilities do, it reveals the, their imperfections, mm-hmm. right? And again, we can relate with those imperfections because we definitely feel our own imperfections like so predominantly in our lives. I'm feeling them right now. I know, right? All the time, 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's essential, I think, this vulnerability to engaging the people at your table and anyone watching your stuff or experiencing mm-hmm. your, your, your character mm-hmm. on an emotional level, mm-hmm. right? If you're just dungeon crawling, killing stuff, whatever, right? If that's what you're, 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 you're there for, cool, have fun, right? You don't even need a character personality or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. You just need a class and a race and equipment. And a D20. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you show vulnerability, right? Like, sure, be vulnerable, but what does that look like, <laughs> right? It's It's... Tough, but people, you know it when you see it. Right. But what is that? Well, and it's unnatural to us because we as people hate showing our vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. because it's scary. Mm -hmm. But as dedicated role players in a TTRPG, if we're going to do this, we have to really lean into it. Good old hedgehog dilemma. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do you do? You lean into moments of weakness. or You find moments of weakness that you can show it, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's physical Weakness or emotional weakness, typically emotional weakness, really. Usually that's what sort of hits us as, as viewers, mm-hmm. right? A physical weakness that leads into emotional weakness, typically. Um, so then it allows us to see that character's struggles. And that's what's relatable, the struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because machines don't struggle with anything, right? They, they do or do not. And if they don't, they don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and usually, if you're showing emotional weakness, uh, think about contrasting your, your character's sort of usual confident or defiant sort of demeanor mm-hmm. and, and find a reason to go the other way and mm-hmm. show that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're going to have to do it on purpose. Yes. Right? And Well, if you do it naturally, awesome. But most of us, I think, don't do it naturally at all, right? And this makes them instantly more three-dimensional as a character. Correct. Instantly. Correct. Right? Because um, if you had a murder machine that had a vulnerability emotionally, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're not a machine anymore. Because mm-hmm. vulnerability mm-hmm. is a human thing. Mm-hmm. This is very eloquent, the way that you're putting it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Like me being eloquent. Um, <laughs> another thing you can do uh, for showing moments of weakness is sort of play into this feeling of reluctance. Okay. Right? So role play your character's sort of reluctance when they're faced with morally questionable to them situations or ethically questionable situations to them. To be like, I can't do that. Like, I I don't know if I can do that, guys. Right? Like, Like, no, this is a bandit. I have to kill him. Right? You want me to let him go? I 
Right. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Like, that reluctance to to go there, like it's their own questionable ethical. Right. I was morality. I was against you on the yeah. premise, and then you yeah. flipped it at the correct moment because yeah. it's, it's it's the opposite. It's the mirror image of the normal response mm-hmm. that becomes the thing that they cannot do. It's the questionable to. To, to their own ethics. Yes. Let them go to right. jail. No, I got a rope. We're going to hang him right here. Like I can't, I can't guys. I can't, I can't let him. I can't give him the chance of escaping because we all know he's a bad guy. Yeah. But they might let him go. Right. That reluctance to engage in that. Yes. Right. Yes. Situation. Okay. okay. Um, so whether it's engaging in sort of inner monologues that you can just sort of present to the table and perform. Here's my monologue. Or have a conversation with the party. That's the most natural thing. Right, right. To, and express your reservations and your concerns. Like, how can we do this? He's murdered twenty children. And you're gonna let him go and just sit in jail and not be punished? I mean, it's a punishment, but it's not nearly enough. Like, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. And I'm gonna make sure he feels every moment of his death. I cannot, I can't condone this. I, I, I trust you, and you're my, and you're my like companions for life. But I. I don't know if I can follow you down that path. So that reluctance, mm-hmm. right, really shows that vulnerability in that situation because they are vulnerable emotionally because now they're sort of outcast from the rest of society right. because of their own ethics. Yeah, their own anti-hero ethics. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, another thing you can do is use flashbacks or memories. Oh yes. Right? I love them. Uh, so you use and find storytelling moments or scenes, request a scene if you need to, to share your character's past um, and their experience, especially those parts in their past that cause those emotional scars. Because they're all scarred emotionally. That's why they're anti <laughs> They're all scarred, Bront. Uh, Bront. They're all good scars. Um, Oof. Right? And describe those memories vividly. No, it's- in, in a way that you're... So the other... The other players will understand exactly sort of why they are the way they are mm-hmm. as an anti-hero. Any movie you watch, they always tell us their tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. It might not be in act one, mm-hmm. but they, they do get around to it eventually. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah, if you're unsure about how to do that, mm. right, you can do it through a dream sequence so that the other players know you can do it through mm-hmm. a variety of different magical, you know, uh, implements in game, but simply at player DM level, mm-hmm. right? Just say like, okay, you're tonight. You're having a particularly vivid dream, right? You remember the lights, you know, cascading against the far wall. It was cold. It was dark. What happened? Right. Mm. And then you, you give it to the player, right? In a moment where you specifically, you're looking at them like, this is your time to tell an important piece of the story. Yep. This is your time to show a little bit through that kind of conversation that is had to the players so that the players can develop mm-hmm. an understanding and then filter that down into their PCs as how they look, how they act, how right. they, right? And you don't have to fill it in, right? Mm. You, you remember that time where you were in a back alley. And the player goes, yeah, and? And you go, and? (laughs) Right? And just you fill in the blank. And and just feel free to prompt them with really, really special moments. Mm -hmm. Right? Really open-ended questions to kind of negotiate out these things. And do it with everybody. Where did you get your faith, Paladin? 
Mm. When was the time that you were rescued, cleric? You know, they're all anti-heroes. Well, no, not necessarily. Right. right? But as part of their story, Mm -hmm. you can unveil their own backstories for all characters. Right. Through these different kind of questions. Right. right? Yep. Oh, tonight somebody talked about their backstory at the campfire. Mm. Who was it? You guys decide. Right. Right. What story did you share? Or better yet, don't even wait for the DM to to provide any opportunities. Just do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're sleeping? And just prompt that scene. You guys, uh, whoever wakes up and you can hear talking from the antihero's tent. Mm-hmm. And he's just talking in his sleep. And he's screaming for his, his wife not to die. Right? It's, it's something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's hooks you're throwing out. Correct. Every, every, every couple of nights, you, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe you release a little more details, a little more details. Mm-hmm. And then inevitably, some, inevitably, someone will ask, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can then role play being but reluctant then, to re- share uh, it. And then, uh, don't do right? that. As, be reluctant, but give. Yeah, no, for sure. At the end, you, got, you, you have to give. Give in making those decisions. Once again, this is one of those decisions to be vulnerable. Yes. Don't give the hook and then be like, oh, it was a fake hook. And you're like, well, what, no, yeah, why? Yeah. Why go through all the work to just not mm-hmm. follow through? Right. I'm not going to tell you about my dead wife. Stop asking me about her. <laughs> you have a dead wife. <laughs> hmm? She shopped too much. I don't know. That's not a man to hear. That's why he's just a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. She ran out of money and then she starved. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, Oof. I know, right? What does that say about you? Just, you can't work hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, away from my own tragic story. Uh, <laughs> I think the last thing you can do, I think, there's lots of things you can do, but as, a, as an anti-hero, our peer... Uh, make sure that you react to trauma. So when there are external stimuli, like find a reason to react to it um, in a way that sort of displays your character's vulnerability. Hmm. So, uh, so if something happens that's particularly triggering, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, role play their reactions realistically. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just another hook, mm-hmm. right? You're you're displaying the character's vulnerability, right? And this is a great way of just doing that sort of organically as things happen, mm-hmm. right? Like um, a good example of this is in that, the newest Spider-Man movie where there's three oh, Spider-Mans. Good for you. Yeah, Spider-Man Far From right? Home. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Right. Mm. And the amazing Spider-Man saves uh, Mary Jane. Yes. From, from falling, right? And you can see him reacting to it that he actually saved her. Because as a viewer, we know that he's reliving uh, his, his failure, failure, yeah, his failure. To, to, yeah. to save his Gwen. When he asked like two or three times, like, you're okay? okay. You sure? You're, you're all yeah. right? You're all right, right? It was a great scene, yes. right? Displaying that vulnerability in his triumph. Correct. Even, right? But it was, a, it was particularly triggering for yeah. him because that's his trauma. Yeah. For sure. Um, so think about those kind of things. Think about panic attacks, nightmares, lashing out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Any sort of outward signs and outward reactions to that uh, stimuli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, if you think about these things, you'll have a good sort of start on how to display your vulnerability, how to communicate your vulnerabilities uh, to the rest of the audience, your table mates. Well, a great way to do that is to conceive of what you would do and then do the opposite. 
Oh, yeah? Well, if you're not if you're not in the flow of your character, if you don't oh, know how to be vulnerable, if you don't right. right, my first thing would be is to have a night terror, scream out loud, say some name, and some, then people sorry. are like, Who's that? And you're like, I don't know. And you're like, that's it, right? Like, no, I did something, now I gotta follow through on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Normally I would hide, I'd give you a little bit and then I'd hide, I'd give you right. a little bit and then hide. No, instead I give you a little bit and then I give you some more. So what wouldn't I do? Exactly. Do that. Yeah. So yeah. so and and sometimes the best compass for that is what is my first thought? Do the opposite mm. within reason, of course, of that first <laughs> thought, right? Or go against that grain. Right. Right. Whatever the knee jerk is to protect, to mm. you know, comfort mm-hmm. yourself. No, be more vulnerable. Well, find a reason and a way to display that vulnerability despite your character not wanting to display that vulnerability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Work ag- as a player, you want to work against that nature of your character. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting how in that way that you're not unified with the character. Very. As a player. Very. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And an unconventional way to play. Oh, anti-player. Uh, anti-player. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, super cool. Super cool. Um, that I'm glad that you sat on vulnerabilities. Yeah, it's and hugely about, important, I think. It, it is. It's, it's probably more important than the goals and motivations, right? The, mm-hmm. the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. inform the goals and motivations and kind of those core aspects of the character. Because that, that normally warm, fuzzy, happy place that we go to to fly is, is actually a burnt hellhole landscape of just sadness and pain. Sorry, Peter Pan. Sorry, Tinkerbell. <laughs> Say no flight today. Um, happy thoughts? No. No. Um, rip and tear till it's done. Right? Yeah. I don't fly. I make you drop. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and Peter Pan. then they were all lost boys. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It is interesting, and I think that this is a key aspect of when we're we're getting into this. Um, mm. And and with that, right, we've got kind of with that as as a, a north star to guide us. I think there's other ways that we can kind of anti-conventional ways to do better. Oh, okay, right. Things like like we said, I want to do this normally. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that instead. Yeah. One of those things is player engagement. Mm. Now, mm. player engagement is specifically a giant red flag for anti-heroes if you're doing it correctly. In what way? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad I asked too. Please tell me. When you're trying to play an anti-hero character better, right? It is difficult if the people around you are not willing to also play their characters at deeper levels or, or with mm. additional depth. If you are trying to embrace vulnerability and you're trying to embrace your flaws and this like tragic backstory or whatever it is that you're trying to do, these wrongs that you have to write, and they're just like, no, nah, we just kill kobolds and take their stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they're just like, oh, that person is putting in way too much weird energy, and I, I, yeah. I'm not vibing with it. Oh, you want to kill the, the, the store guy because he's rude to you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, free stuff. You're like, no, you're supposed to stop me. You're supposed to talk you're, me out. You're, you're right. Supposed you're to, supposed to say no. You're supposed to on. fight a little bit. I need, I need to be reluctant to save people. Correct. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And and so player engagement becomes really really important to balance out what's happening in your corner of mm. the table. Okay. Um, and this is why it's, 
I, I said red flag, maybe that's the wrong color, but it is something to take <laughs> orange flag. Of, right. Right. It's it's the yeah, it's the I don't know what it is. The the white flag. I don't know what it is. It's it's a, an attention to pay attention to this mm. because if we're not all playing the same game or the same level of game or trying that's to go deeper together, you can overwhelm stuff that's going on because you're doing too much or you're not matching the energy of the table and your character will be pushed out before it can ever experience being in. What an interesting idea that you that the anti-hero character requires a certain depth of role play in your, at your table. Absolutely does. Ooh. Okay. Right? And so that that that's why I said player engagement is super yeah. important. Yeah, I can see that. I can right? see that. Because if people don't care about your flaws, don't care about your vulnerabilities, how are you going to save your character? You have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then why is this character in that story if those characters are superfluous to this character's story? Right. I'll play something else because this character doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Session zero, I guess. Session zero, so important, right? And and so discussing what you're going to do, discussing the challenges that you're going to be presenting, mm-hmm. seeing if people are up for this, um, is really important, especially when you're going to say, "Look, I'm going to be playing a morally complex persona here." Right. right? This is yep. not going to be single facet. This is going to be difficult for me to play. I'm going to have problems in my intention in my clarity in all of these things that Uh i'm working on and it's not just a single kind of thing moving forward please work with me i cannot do this alone Hmm. and i'm not going to pretend like i can for this format if i'm writing a book i can go write all the anti-heroes i want i can create all the everything i want to support that whatever but for this i need your help to make this work awesome Hmm. yeah right yep and with that here comes the other big problem because you, you you kind of touched on it a little bit. So, I'm all naysay right now. Ooh, is my mic hot? So hot. I'm going to call this <laughs> the assumption of moral absolutist high ground. That's a lot of <sighs> the hoity-toity high fluting. Essentially, what this boils down to is I can't let the child murderer go, and the rest of the group says, "Don't be stupid." We're letting him go. Right. That's the king. Right. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, we have to let him go. Uh, oh, I stole from this guy who steals from poor people. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do that. Don't steal. Well, but, no, but, but I'm trying to engage you on a complex idea here. Right. I'm, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's easier to assume this moral absolutist high ground of just what is good and what is not good. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us as humans, easy for us playing characters that are generally heroes, lawful goody two shoes, whatever right. you want to call them. Right. To just be like, no, mm-hmm. it's so easy to, to engage in the lack of engagement, right? It's right. so easy to shut things down when you're trying to, create this depth and interest mm-hmm. and I, I don't have that space to create anything because every single time I try and do something unconventionally heroic, once again, putting in quotations for our audio listeners, if it gets shut down, then why am I an anti-hero if I can't do things unconventionally? It's like a, it's almost a sub point for, for that player engagement that you're talking about, right? Like Correct. Play, the other players and the DM need to make that room for your character to right. to explore those ambiguous mm-hmm. concepts. And it's, I don't want, and I, I 
Internally, it grates me. <laughs> Hot take moment. I hate it when players are like, oh, we're going to do something naughty. Paladin, can you go buy some apples from the apple cart down the street? Oh, yeah. Can you go do that? Can you just get out of here so we can make this easy mode and we can just all agree mm-hmm. to do bad things without our arbiter of truth and law here? Well, because that's just, that. that's just playing a, the game and not role playing. Correct. Again. Correct. It's taking the easy road out. Um, and so this, this kind of thing will happen when your character says, I need to do this. Doing the quote unquote right thing is the wrong thing or doing mm. the lawful thing is the wrong thing. Right. I can't let that happen. And people just saying, no, I'm shutting you down mm-hmm. because that's not good. Right. Right. If they were to say, that's not my good. Okay, now we have a bit of a conversation that we can start going on as to where the Venn diagrams cross, where we can find kind of a beautiful moment of compromise. Well, that's yes and. Correct. Right. That's, Correct. You're creating and dynamics now instead of right just back into hitting that wall. Right. Yeah. And that's that's part of the give and take. Once again, you're not alone. You have to mm. kind of flex with these structures. Yeah. In order, and if somebody is absolute on their kind of their their ground they're just going to stand there build their wall and hold it right doesn't work well they're not going anywhere correct right you're trying to go somewhere they're not going yes yeah now that's with the good intention right right that's a good character evil characters no your anti-hero is probably just going to deal with them Mm -hmm. because an evil character is doing things that are going to set off your anti-hero it's right. going to remind him of the evils, sins, punishments, whatever that they've received unjustly, and they're probably going to act on it. And so right. having an anti-hero and an evil character in the same group, and I mean properly evil, not just like, oh, I charge my tenants too much for rent. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, no, I... I when uh, I see someone drop their wallet, I don't return it to them. Hmm. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, no, I always make sure that we steal an extra couple, you know, 100 gold off of every quest giver that we do. I always go back to the store and, like, take... I find the cool items and then I just take them out the back. Right. I kick every dog I see. That's not cool. Your anti-hero is going to be willing to do things about that. And so that's a session right. zero mismatch. That's my wife's last present to me. Right. Right. It becomes an issue. Yeah. And that's where we get into conflict in our relationships. Mm. Because complex relationships are going to happen when you have complex characters. Hopefully. And those complex relationships are not just going to be with NPCs. They're primarily probably going to be with the other players, right? Mm-hmm. You, want, you want more complex relationships with the players as we go through this, so we can properly explore these weird, interesting, different takes and ideas of yep. what's going on. Yep. With an NPC, sure, please do. That's part of what you have to do with the story and engaging with the world and all that kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. But with the players, that can create some friction, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to create some tension alliances, probably betrayal. Like these sorts of things are going to become normalized (laughs) now, right? And if you're an anti-hero, I think you have to revel in the tension. I think there has to be a bit of an edge about you that maintains that uncomfortable. They're all about the hard choices. Mm -hmm. Right? So you have Mm -hmm. to get to lean into those those times mm-hmm. right, and find those times and still, still find those moments of compromise, mm-hmm. right. But come at it from the dark place, right? Right. You can come into the gray space. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be morally ambiguous. You are yep. supposed to come out of the dark, out of the light and find the in-between. Mm-hmm. Now that in-between has to match with somebody else's in-between, right? Well, and that's where you go somewhere as a party from different perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cause the true hero 
is not an invalid sort of ideology either. Correct. Right. Neither of them is 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 perfectly the truth and the best way of going forward. And we don't know, right? And that interaction between those two types of characters is that conversation, is that attempt to discover uh, the the best way forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. Now, like you said, like why are we doing this? Why are we putting ourselves through all this effort and pain, right? And like. <laughs> perhaps exhausting energy because mm-hmm. right? I'm going deep I'm going hard I'm going genuine I'm hopefully bringing somebody else along for the ride mm-hmm. now that's making your energy level probably drained because you have to activate and you have to be there and be with me well, on if that's this, all there was to it for sure it gets it can it can become a drain very mm-hmm. quickly just because of all of the energy that you're putting into this yes right and you can be kind of, you know, finger pointed as, you know, the the hog or the spotlight kind of keeper or whatever. Right. right. Everything is going towards you and you're not. Depends on how you do out. it, but yeah. Correct. Right. And mm-hmm. this is why we're talking about this kind of ahead of time to, sh- to, to let you know that these are the things that you have to work on and understand that ultimately there has to be give and take. Yes. Right. And there has to be a working with other people. Right. And sometimes, hey man, I just, I don't have the energy for this today. Okay, cool. <laughs> right? Like I can back off a little bit and still be true to my character. Mm. Right? Well, this session can be about other characters. Correct. For a while, right? Absolutely. And it should be. Yeah. No, everyone needs a turn. Yes. Yes. And so effectively role-playing your anti-hero character, I think, like I said, you do need to maintain that tension. You do okay. need to kind of keep that idea that this is an unconventional character there. I'm going to be making decisions that are a little bit different, but I'm going to vary the amount of tension going on with the energy level of the table mm-hmm. and with what I'm getting back. Okay. I have to be very aware emotionally, intellectually, right? Creatively, just to see where people are at so that I'm not overwhelming or underwhelming, right? I'm meeting okay. people where they live type thing. And maybe I'm pushing it a little bit, right? Just to keep that edge going, mm-hmm. but I'm not overwhelming. Um, the other one, you know, which yep. we already kind of said, yeah, is just like don't hijack things. Don't like make your broodiness overwhelm somebody else's like happy moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, they finally, you know, met their brother in arms that they fought in the last war with. There's a, yeah, but he's got the mark of the devil. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, DM, why'd you do that? <laughs> but also like, okay, no, there's a moment of compromise, right? Like, oh, no, this is one of the good ones. Right. They can't all be bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe this is one of those points of redemption where he, he, she, they start to understand like, oh, wait, my hatred isn't blanket. Right. It's I a character fi- growth moment. I need to find the mm-hmm. ones that are responsible and blah, blah, blah. It is a character growth moment and yeah. can be perceived as such if you allow yourself mm-hmm. to come away from always got to kill the bad guy. Always got to do this. Right? right. You need to flex and come out of your dark corner. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and really enjoy a moment of that empathy and relatability, right? Enjoy the fact that you're Important. a broken character played by a broken person surrounded by broken people right. who are all trying to do their best. They're all broken, Brunt. Right. And that's, that becomes really interesting for everybody else when they can start seeing that shattered glass in themselves. Right. Like, uh, that's what it is. Like other people, other people enjoying your character because they can relate to your character yes. and your performance. And perhaps by fixing, and then it might have a bad connotation, but it doesn't. I'm going to help redeem or fix mm-hmm. this, just this one broken pain. Right. That's it. 
And or by heal, doing that for heal you, that. heal it, yeah. I can heal my own trauma. I can heal my own mm-hmm. pain. I can, I can fix part of my own character's backstory, part of my real life story. Whatever, <laughs> whatever is going on, share that. And you have to live in your emotions a little bit when you're being vulnerable and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, and then when you do finally heal that, when you build that trust circle a little bit, uh, enjoy the catharsis of it. Enjoy the moment of relief and in, allow the tension to fall away for a moment so that everybody can take that breath mm-hmm. and enjoy that moment together. Right? Yeah, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice <laughs> what we do for you? <laughs> but remember that you're probably exploring things that are difficult. And whether or not you learn this at the table, whether or not this is a reflection of the society around you that you're Mm -hmm. having difficulty Mm -hmm. understanding or want to explore, you need to have those ups and downs in tension, right? You need to have those moments where you can enjoy the pulse pounding kind of white knuckle moments. And you need to also enjoy the kind of easy breezy moments. Right. It can't be like two hours of, of just straight car chases. Correct. Right. Right. Because the adrenaline burns out. Mm-hmm. You get tired. You you get tired. You drain too much. You have to have this kind of like go easy on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to hit the brakes, but go easy on the gas. Well, pedal, even the right? John Wick movies, are, even though they're so action packed, mm-hmm. they all they they make sure to have those times of like calm, mm-hmm. even in the midst of mm-hmm. the combat. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it's the pause and like, oh, we're in that mirror maze now. Just for a moment, it quiets down a little bit. Yep. And then it goes in again. Yeah. Right. It just gives you a chance to breathe. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. And before that, when he goes to the party, right? Everybody's dancing, great yeah. music. He's oh. having this wonderful, like intense conversation, mm-hmm. which has a separate sort of tension to it, but it's it's intrigue, it's mystery. There's a history between the two characters. Or your favorite Sicario scene. Ugh. Right. It's so quiet for so long. I love it. But it's. It's not just quiet, but, right? And then it finishes, and you see the character shaking, having a smoke. And then right? you you have that catharsis and too. And you're like, oh, me too. Me too, I need a smoke, yeah. right? And you're just yeah. like, I, I can relate to what's happening now because I'm feeling the same thing because mm. you informed me how it was supposed to feel. Yes. Right? And so now I can enjoy that. I need a bathroom break as well, right? Like, I need mm. to just like, woo, that was great section. Do that. Allow that. Don't be scared. Hmm. You know what else you shouldn't be scared of? I know what you shouldn't be scared of. <laughs> well, it's only three clicks to banish the monsters. <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what monsters are they? Uh, the slay the evils of like, subscribe, and notifications. Because ah. all of them are actually good and they will heal you. Right? It's like you're role-playing an antihero. If you think to yourself, I'm not going to click that, do the opposite Ooh. and just click on it. Oh, start practicing those new pathways. Right. Explore the synaptic gray <laughs> area. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to keep going because yeah. I know you guys did that. Yeah. Assume yeah, we, we believe in you. Yeah. Bring uh, us back. No, it's, it's interesting you're talking about the player engagement and all of that. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play around with that idea a little bit, I think. Oh, um, okay. With the idea of, um, I mean, gather yeah, the your table mates are other players, but I think it's important because um, to think of them not just as other players, um, but as players of supporting characters oh. for the antihero. I mean, it sounds really bad because it's like main character syndrome. Right. But um, I think it's important to remember that 
supporting characters play a crucial role uh, when it comes to portraying an antihero in a narrative. Like you said, you can't, it's hard to, to, yeah, to play the antihero without the engagement of oh, the yeah. other players. I think right? it's impossible. Well, exactly, right? Because yeah. they're the supporting characters. Yeah. You need supporting characters. Well, even, even in the original description, it's like, is the main character. Mm-hmm. Right, like the story is supposed to focus around them for mm-hmm. them to properly kind of develop that space. I mean, it, really, you think about it though, in any kind of characters, any kind of PC, mm-hmm. the other PCs are should be supporting characters. They absolutely should right? be. But in the case of the antihero, you have to really hone in on that, mm-hmm. I think. Because mm-hmm. um, in order, I mean, your antihero can kind of feel like an antihero. But he will never feel as anti-hero as an anti-hero that has a uh, sort of system of interconnected characters supporting that feeling of anti-hero. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think if you think of, like, if you look at media, movies, comics, stories, TV shows, mm-hmm. I can't think of a, a single anti-hero that doesn't have a sort of a supporting cast of characters that. A lot, create that space for the anti-hero to exist as a anti-hero. Well, they have to defy, defy convention. And th- so right? convention has to be established through the other characters. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so like, because what, what, what is that exactly, right? They, supporting characters, they, they mirror and they contrast. Because mm-hmm. you need that for an anti-hero. They need to be anti-something. Mm. Right? So you need the heroes to be the contrast, right? Correct. So, so you can be the anti-heroes. Yes. Right? Without heroes, you're just anti-nothing. So you're something, but not really. But not really. Right? Yeah. Um, so they act as mirrors and foils to your character. Um, and what does that mean? That means that their characters are there to highlight uh, the anti-hero's flaws, mm-hmm. any virtues they might have, mm-hmm. and their inner conflicts. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're the foil, not the heel. Correct. Yes. A foil. Right? Uh, and again, we're talking about it. It provides that context for the antihero to exist. Right? So that the choices are difficult. Mm-hmm. Without your supporting characters, all the choices are easy. I'll kill the guys every single time as yeah. painfully as possible. Right? But or that's as not, quickly as possible. Or, or as, whatever. Right? Yeah. But that's not exploring anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. Right? You need those supporting characters. So if uh, someone at your table is playing anti-hero and you're not. Try to think of your role, uh, one or at least one of your roles, as to be their supporting character. Mm-hmm. As they should be your supporting character. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so even if you're not playing, I'm glad you're, you're watching. right? Because I think you, your, your anti-hero player will be very much appreciative. When we've talked right? about this before, Mm-hmm. Right, and and but it's it's more important now for this character than ever before. Yes, but it's always been good to be aware, be engaged, mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. there. Right. Well, and and I think antiheroes have their supporting characters have very specific things they can do that are different from if I'm supporting sort of a Superman type character, mm-hmm. the Boy Scout character. Right. right. Um, specifically, if you're supporting a an antihero, you want to challenge and confront them. Mm-hmm. On their shit, uh, <laughs> right? So challenge their actions, Ooh. their beliefs, their 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 moral and ethic compass. Come by, no. 
Goodbye, uh, yes. All right. And then what you want to do with these challenges is to create conflict, right? You want to force the anti-hero to confront their own vulnerabilities and motivations, mm-hmm. right? So they have an excuse to show those vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and motivations mm-hmm. right? because they, they never will without supporting characters. They can't. They can't. There's no one to show it to. Yeah. There's no reason to show it. Correct. And they just live in their own head like a corner brooder. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and well, another thing you need to be as a, as a supporting character is the moral and ethic compass. Right? Just you right. show what the... Yes, because yeah. you are a single. Yes. I'm not going to say <laughs> multiple of those mm-hmm. devices. Uh, so someone needs to serve as the, that arrow of, of righteous morality, the right way to go, the quote-unquote right way. Yes. Right? Yes. In the story. Yes. So that there's something to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Right? You're offering guidance or attempting to steer that antihero into a more virtuous path mm-hmm. right? so that they can struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and again, what this does, it, it emphasizes that, that ethic and ethics, ethical ambiguity. Right? Again, there's no ambiguity if there's nothing to be ambiguous with. Right? right. If it's a single thing, it's, right. there's no ambiguity at all. Yep. Right? So think about Alfred to the Batman, Winston to John Wick. Right? You can't just kill people. There's rules here. We do it a certain way. Winston was the hotel? The hotel, the continental okay. owner. Okay. Right. In whatever city is in New York. Anyways, whatever. Um, right? You, there's rules. There's ways we do this, John. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you've got that, all of a sudden, that moment where he's struggling to kill that guy he wanted to kill the whole time in the continental hotel, even though it's against the rules. Winston's like, don't kill him. Oh, this is there's, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, there's no Spoilers. work in the hotel. Right? And then it makes John's following actions all the more poignant. Mm-hmm. Right? That choice all the more difficult mm-hmm. and significant. And significant. Right? Yeah. Without Winston there, it wouldn't have no. meant nearly as much. No. Right? Um, you're mm-hmm. there for emphasizing backstory and motivations. Right? Um, now, this may not be the PCs. It could be. Right? But supporting characters can be tied to an antihero's past. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, they can provide sort of insight into the backstories, right, and, and the why they became the way they they became, mm-hmm. um, and they can explain sort of the roots of the behavior of the antihero. Um, and I want you to think, as a DM, oh. think, okay, about the role of a villain or a main antagonist mm-hmm. as a supporting character mm-hmm. to the antihero. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you're there to emphasize the anti-hero-ness of that character, mm-hmm. right? Um, so keep this in mind when you're designing mini-bosses or even your BBEG, mm-hmm. right? Because um, definitely, say, Joker to the Batman is definitely a BBEG. That very much explains his backstory. Did Joker kill his parents? No. Depends. It depends on the movie. Yeah, it, it depends on the iteration. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, right? Um, so there's that, right? DM, you can also be a supporting character through the NPCs and the villains and so forth. Oh, yes. You mean multiple supporting characters. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, maybe not as, you don't have, you have many more chances, but those chances tend to be more diluted, except for those specific cases. 
be brutal. Uh, be yeah. brutal, Brood, right? You can, you can be very focused and concentrated with your right? with your actions as a DM. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, supporting so your NPCs rather. So where do they come from? For sure. Those supporting characters. Where do they come from? For sure. The PCs, yep. players, NPCs, DM. Yeah. Right. But again, like we talked about before, session zero, you gotta work out, work this out with them beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right? Right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like character creation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Ooh, I feel a web coming on. Right. And speaking of character creation, though, <laughs> um, uh, we talk about this. Yeah. I think in the past. I don't episodes. know what you're about to say, but. Uh, of course. We talk about everything. That's why. Yeah. Um, what you want to do, what's, what would be a great idea for to help you DM out when it comes to NPCs is at character creation, create those three sort of archetypes of NPCs in your backstory, right? Mm-hmm. One positive one, one neutral to your character. Uh, and as many negative NPCs as you want. Yes. Right? Um, and then in that way, the, the DM has something to work with already when it comes with uh, for f- comes to supporting characters for your anti-hero. Well, and think of like a, a mid kind of timeline Arya Stark, right? Who, mm. who has learned kind of some of the ways of the, the, of the faceless man, mm-hmm. blah, blah, because she has a history and she already has her list. Yes. Right. And, and so like, Hey DM, here's the list, mm-hmm. right? These are all important people that I'll let you build out who or what they are as part of the organization that is part of the BBG is not whatever, but this is my character's hit list. These right. are their goals all written out clear as day. And Here's I, 99 negative NPCs, right? And a non-supporting <laughs> character ain't one. I got, yeah, I got 99 negative NPCs. <laughs> and an elf ain't one. Um, yeah, no, that's, do share the load, as they say. <laughs> right? like, wow, blast uh, from the past. <laughs> but it's, it's important. Like, hey, I really want this in-depth thing. I'm willing to put in the work mm-hmm. to help you. Mm-hmm. Do the work. Help you help me. Help you help, help me. Help you help me. Okay, great. Like, um, all right. I'll develop the personalities. You develop how they look, PC. Well, how they role play, list. how they sound, how they right? Like maybe not how they sound, but you you tell me how they look. You build because your character knows them. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how they sound. Yeah, yeah. You just I'll, cause a lot. Yeah, it's just this one only speaks in most breath. Uh <laughs> huh? No, no, he's learned some other languages. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 DM. No. <laughs> No. Uh, you got a 99 NBCs, and I'm not going to roleplay one. I'm not going to roleplay one. Oh, my God. That whole empire fell under the waves. <laughs> Sploop. Um, yeah. Help. Help them. Take the help action <laughs> and, and work together, right? And this is, mm-hmm. this is not just a session zero type thing, then. If you're building this out and you yep. want to create this rich tapestry to ground your character mm-hmm. in this world, what better way to do it, right? Than to yeah. actually get involved and do it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah. No, it's could be a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I guarantee. Mm, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I think yeah, yep. you guys have sort of probably by this point understood that antiheroes are a lot of work to do well. More work than the average PC. Mm-hmm. More work. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. you might be playing an anti-hero in one of your campaigns right now. Right now. Right. What are you doing like, watching what? us? Aren't yeah. you mid-campaign? Engage. Focus. Oh, come on. 
But like you subscribe before you turn it off. (laughs) Get the whole table. Um, Hey guys, before we roll initiative, uh, (laughs) just watch this hour and a half episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think to round this up, because I do like to focus on aiming a little bit better, or in this case, deeper and kind of extending Mm. out what is going on. If you are currently playing an anti-hero and it's not a future thing, if it's a now thing for you, Maybe you're having some issues that you're finding difficulty. uh, And I think we could troubleshoot some of that for you. Okay. To help you in the now with some practical like application and advice on how to maybe make this work a little better. All right. Lube me up. (laughs) Ready for some info. Um, Number one, remember, right? Like (laughs) friction can be exhausting. Well, that's so, why we need to lube. That's why we need to lube it up. We need to get some information in there. And that lube is... is uh, What's some friction between friends? Yeah, what's a little friction between friends, hey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the middle spoon is the best spoon. Uh, oh, you went there. So communication <laughs> is important. Having player-to-player conversations... Um, across the board, session zero plus ones, whatever you want to do, right? To make sure that everybody's on board. This is going to be considered the baseline of what you have already done Mm -hmm. to try and correct some of these issues. Uh, If you haven't done that yet, feel free to do like a mid-campaign session zero. Yeah. A session zero update, right? Just make sure that everybody's, and it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be hours and hours, right? It can be five minutes at the beginning of the episode, Yeah, absolutely. Just have a chat um, and or schedule it. Hey guys, next episode, I really want to talk about some stuff. Mm It doesn't have to be a meeting with minutes or whatever, but like, let's, let's work ourselves because I'm noticing some things and I want the game to be more fun, to be better, Mm. to be whatever. Yeah. So if you uh, might find a conflict arising when the players feel a presence of the anti-hero is disrupting the direction of the campaign. Okay. Right. This would be a misalignment of expectations about what the characters are each bringing to the table. Like what, what does that look like? Well, that's, that's what it looks like is it feels like the players are having an issue because what the anti-hero wants to do seems to be disrupting what oh, the rest of the party okay. wants to do. Right. right. So there's, there's, there's a, a divergence mm-hmm. in kind mm-hmm. of where they want to go, where the players want to go. Um, and I think the root cause is because there is a misunderstanding of the expectations mm-hmm. for either okay. the tone or the style or what's happening. And some people want the more traditional hero, white knight, heroic story. Right. right? Some people prefer darker, more morally ambiguous. Oh, looking at you, anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe the shining knight doesn't know how to play with the morally ambiguous. Right. Maybe you guys That's have to talk very about be true. it. Right? And that could be creating the friction of always like, you just want to burn down the house. Well, why would we go in the basement to fight the monster? Like, <laughs> No, I know burning down the house would work, but we can't do that. Why are we always fighting about how we get stuff done? Right. Right. That's kind of that divergence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of one of those things is get out there and talk about that. Say, okay, I'm seeing that our characters are having trouble deciding on which way they're going. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. No, 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 no. I was just thinking like, yeah, you keep stealing from all the rich merchants. Why do you keep doing that? I'm a rich merchant. Mm-hmm. Like it's giving me bad reputation. Like that's not cool, right? Yeah, yeah. well, because I'm giving it to the local poor kids. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I, 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 right? I'll, I'll make money and then I'll give some to the kids. 
No, you're a rich merchant. No, you deserve to yeah, be. You deserve right? to be robbed, Robin. Uh, okay. We need as players to find the common ground. Yep. We have to find the common ground so that our players, or sorry, our characters can negotiate the common ground. Yeah. It's not that the right? characters need to have common ground. It's the players, players need that common need ground. To, right. Yeah. And understand what's going on and accept that both things are going to be true mm-hmm. and figure out how to make that work. Yep. Right. Um, and speaking of that, uh, what happens if you start having a lot of mean conversations, that inter-party conflict? Mean conversations. Hmm? Mean conversations, you said? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So like characters picking at each other. Oh, it's characters, not, just like, not like the players. Yeah. Like so that's a problem. Party, so arguments, okay. even potentially PVP starts breaking mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. Um, disrupting any sort of the cooperative actions right. of the game. Okay. This is an issue. This is inter-party conflict. Yeah. Root cause, probably, or one of them, is that the characters are experiencing that moral code issue, Mm -hmm. right? That ethical ambiguity is boiling down into two different camps, and they're not finding common ground. Yeah, it can be bad. That happened once. I killed a guy. (laughs) In-game. Well, he kind of shot first. Yep. If I remember correctly. If we're talking about the same thing. He kept throwing rocks. Yeah. yeah and and so it was just like, hey, this is an unstoppable object uh, or <laughs> an, an unstoppable force and an immovable object, yeah. right? Yeah. What happens when they collide? Bad things, right? And so if you're getting to the point where there's PvP happening, mm-hmm. right? No, uh, you're a tiefling and I'm a paladin and I have to smite you. Like, okay, no. Right, we need to like, have a conversation. As a player, Don't be that guy, right? Yeah. Like you have chosen to, like whatever you would call it, execute this particular path of thought, regardless of what your character thinks. Right, the player is the doing. The player this. has chosen yeah. and is overriding the characters. These things are bad. There needs to be a proper conversation mm-hmm. that says, like, this is what I'm trying to do, and they go, well, I'm trying to kill you. They're like, okay, well, obviously that's the bad idea that we have to put a red circle around, and we have to talk about that. Right, because the players should always be cooperatively working together. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And the only way that you will figure that out is communicating about it. Mm -hmm. So find out if there's something that's going on, if there's always a player always targeting or bullying another player, Mm, right? In character. In character. uh, In character for sure. Out Out of character. character, Absolutely. Get in the way. Um, Talk about it. Even if you're not part of that, it's probably not fun unless... You have checked in with them and you're like, are you still having fun? You're like, oh, yeah, we talked about this. This is so good. One right. day I'm going to get the upper hand and it's going to be so great. And you mm-hmm. guys are all going to see mm-hmm. how the story is cool. You're like, oh, okay. You oh, yeah. it out. We're telling a story. It. Don't worry about it. Right? right? Okay, great. I have checked in. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything is okay. If I'm one of those two people that's in the conflict, right? Checking in with the other person, checking in with the people around. Like, is this also kind of distressing to you playing this game? And you're like, yeah, I don't like watching you guys do this. Oh, okay, cool. Because I don't like feeling it. Right. I think we need to have a session zero mm-hmm. again, right? Very important. Once again, these these kind of PC conflicts start to boil up into the player. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous and toxic and all these sorts of things, right? Um, what's another kind of symptom that we talk about? Uh, players feel like one character's actions are becoming disruptive or excessive, leading to in and out of game disagreements. Okay. So this is the, no, he killed 20 kids. We got to let him go. No, we can't let him go, right? Like straight up disagreement that turns into an argument and Doritos get thrown. Shout out Doritos. Uh, (laughs) Right? 
players may not have agreed. This is the kind of the root. We have not agreed or understood that there's going to be the inclusion of a proper anti-hero character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To the extent that they're going to deviate from the normalcy of good. Right. Right. They're still aiming at good. They're just bending that bullet into the kingdom path. Correct. Right. Right. And if yeah. your characters are unwilling to go there, that's that moral absolutist high ground. Right. right? Then your character isn't real because every character has wibbly wobbly bits. Right. We all oh. have those soft parts. <laughs> yeah. That, right. Like we said, it's a vulnerability yes. generally. Right. But we need to find that as players mm-hmm. to come together. Yes. I think that's that's kind of one of the harder ones as well as getting off our own high horses mm-hmm. and, and having a real conversation about these things. Session zero solves so much. <sighs> it does, but it, it's session zero is, is an easy way to say it. Just like, oh, antiheroes are cool. And yeah. But like you have to do your session zero. And you have to talk about the right things. Yes. Yeah. Right. Write down your ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Write down the things that are issues. Write down what's going on so that you can present them calmly. You know, passionately right, sure. together come up with a good game plan. Up, yeah, yeah. Come up with it, and maybe come up with solutions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Show that forethought so that everybody else can be like, "Oh, they actually care." This isn't just like a right negligent thing. Um, talked about this a little bit before, but let's go back to it because you could be experiencing it right now. Uh, imbalancing in role playing intensity. 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 Ah. Uh, can lead to kind of a dissonance in the party. Um, and kind of the overall immersion. One player is going too yeah. hard, too soft, yeah. too, right? This is that player engagement that we talked about before, right? Super important. Different players have different levels of how they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're new and they are trying to experience the game and you're going full moral dilemma at them and they're just like, right. whoa, bro, I don't even know what a D6 is. <laughs> uh, or, or conversely, you could also be like both intermediate advanced players but you're at different parts in your stories right i am more emotionally cognizant in real life and so i'm more emotionally cognizant in the game Mm. you are more logically consonant or consonant competent let's call it sure in real life and so you're more logical in the game and we find that there's a dissonance in how we approach things Mm -hmm. right okay let's make sure that we're on the same like road, make sure we're going in the same direction, yeah. same wavelength. We can talk about these things mm-hmm. and talk about how we're getting to this, but also understand that 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 person at the table that is happy tear crying and the person who's <laughs> sitting next to them checking what's going on on Twitter uh, are not engaging in the game at the same level. Yeah. Right. And this can cause issues. Oh, I just bore my soul out. And you just asked me like, what'd you say? <laughs> I just, I just, I had a five minute monologue. Yeah. What, what was that? Just watch this cat video for a second. Yeah. Oh, I feel better. Thanks. <laughs> right. Like it's important. It's important right. to find that same wavelength. And if you need to stop being as intense, come back up for a breath of fresh air. Mm. Right. And then help people come to that level of depth and intrigue and immersion and mm-hmm. whatnot. Or Maybe, hey, this table just can't go there for whatever reason, right? Or isn't willing to, doesn't want to, is uncomfortable to. Okay, cool. Now you know to kind of back off on that so that you don't become disappointed, so that you don't become burnt out. Right. Right? And giving and giving and giving and not getting back. Mm -hmm. And it becomes into one of those crit crab stories. (laughs) Crabs (sighs) in the bucket? Uh, Kind of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
It's another one. Uh, anti-heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-heroes can create discomfort. Uh, so this would be like a symptom. Again, discomfort, uh, offense, breakdown of trust in players based on characters' actions because mm. boundaries are being crossed. Well, like real-life player boundaries. Be, well, now this is veils and lines. Of uh-huh. course, these are our safety tools. But even just like, you know what? I'm really not uncomfortable to the amount of detail that you go into when we're fighting blank. Oh, right. Right? Like, I know that the game is about defeating monsters and stuff, but there's a little too much going on here. Right. I don't need to hear descriptions of, of the blood per se. Right. Right. And the gushing and the so squelching far. and the right. casting patterns. And well, I don't, I don't want to hear their screams of terror and pain. Right. Like your, yeah. how do you want to do this? Shouldn't be five pages long. Right. I mean, <laughs> unless that's what you guys want. But, right, but this is a problem. We're assuming yes, that this is a problem, yes. not not a, a, a this is a a bug, not a perk or a, a feature. feature. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, how do we get around that? Is right. We got to go back. We got to make sure what is acceptable, what is comfortable in the game, what we have all agreed to, mm-hmm. what is okay, and things that are morally reprehensible. Um, that may be acceptable by the anti-hero standard, the PC, we can have mini fade to blacks on what they're doing mm, there. Mm-hmm. And the other players can react appropriately, genuinely, but the players can be saved from the gratuitous nature right. of what's going on. He comes out of the torture chamber. You don't get to see what's inside, but no. he comes out and he's, and he's messed up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Now, once again, are you playing an anti-hero or a psychopath? Because... As a player, I can push back comfortably as well and be like, hey, mm-hmm. is there a redeeming quality here that you're doing? Or are you just murdering things? Right. Right? Because I don't see how it's going. And I don't need you to explain your whole character to me. But I, as a player, want to understand how to be a supporting character. Right. Give me more hooks or something. Right? And, and with this, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't right. know how to engage with this. Because all of this is considered wrong by my PC mm-hmm. and I as a player need to give them something to interact with your PC. Right. So help me help you. Yeah. Right. What's my out here? Yes. Right. Yeah. How do I not engage in PVP? Cause that's what he, I feel like he would do, but I need an excuse for him not to mm-hmm. help me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's just, whether it's not PVP, it's just like, I don't feel comfortable traveling with this guy. Oh, yeah, that too. Right, because somebody says the wrong thing and he's going to turn on us. You're all liars. I don't want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Right? Oh boy. <laughs> right. That can hurt your party real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think probably one of the last things is like, uh, that anti hero kind of level of intensity and whatnot can make other people feel marginalized or overshadowed when they're dealing with their own stories leading to what they perceive as an imbalance of like time in the spotlight or like oh, character, main character syndrome. Role or main character syndrome, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, anti-heroes can steal the spotlight. They can, uh, even though we're relishing in the fact that, oh, this guy's a badass, and this is awesome, Mm -hmm. what they're doing is super cool, and they're doing flips and cutting necks and blah, blah, blah. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, let's also understand that you are a part of the team. Right. Give yes. back. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to take control of a moment, make sure that you are a prime supporting character in two others. 
right? Like, right, because anti-hero, your character is also a supporting character. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So if you can do that, I give twice as much as I take. I think everybody will feel good, mm-hmm. right? I think everybody will kind of get the impression that, well, yes, when you have the spotlight, you do these crazy cool things and we enjoy it and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but we still feel like we have our own story time too. Right. Right. And, right. and that's probably one of like one of the most kind of pure nuggets I think I could give is just like give more than you receive. Yeah, that's good advice. Like we- as always, <laughs> it's just great life <laughs> advice from caffeine and cantrips, guys. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So but no, I think I think like as as just kind of like a troubleshooting, you know, mm-hmm. anti FAQ that uh, it could no, I like it. Help, hopefully I like it. help some of the stuff that you're experiencing mm-hmm. right now, um, because this has been a super dense conversation um, that. I think if you're playing an anti-hero and you can see some of the depth that was kind of beyond your mm-hmm. initial perspective mm-hmm. or beyond what you were looking at before, hopefully this will help you create a far more engaging, interesting character that other people will want to kind of play yeah. with and engage with. Or like, you're like I try to make one, but it didn't feel as cool as I thought he would be. Right. Or right. she he's, would be, right? Just like, like turn into like a martial badass. Yeah. Which is awesome. But not but, what I was looking for. But I wanted yeah. more story. I wanted more complexity, more emotion. Mm-hmm. I wanted that feeling. Like, I don't know yeah. how to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the vulnerabilities. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that's hardest for us, the most unnatural for us to build mm-hmm. and to display. Correct. So. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a, it was a great talk, actually. I really enjoyed it. It was interesting. It is. I mean, I it makes me want to play an anti hero character. <laughs> it's so fun because I love talking about building characters and character creation and stuff. I love talking about villains and stuff. So to bring villains and heroes together, together. into this compromised, into this anti hero ball of murder rage. <laughs> uh, so wonderful. Could, yeah. It's like all my favorites could, layer together. Oh, <laughs> on a character sheet. <laughs> yeah. For my pleasure. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, I could talk about this once again forever. You've done it for an hour and 40 minutes already. So. Uh, I, I, I got another two in the tank easy. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a really interesting character concept. And, and I think people desire the badass, mm-hmm. the, the cool story that they think or that they have seen, but are not appreciating all of the work it took mm-hmm. to package that in such a way that it can be that cool. Yep. Right? And and are you looking at Rorschach being a badass anti-hero? Or are you looking at the each individual morality and ethical compliance of all of the watchmen together that allows Rorschach yeah. to stand out yes. as an individual amongst individuals? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't have Rorschach without the comedian. Well, because they're all heroes, quote unquote heroes. Quote unquote heroes. Right? But they all all their each path is so different. Oh, yeah. And that's the point of that movie. Yes. Right? It's the it's And they all the, work together against yeah. each other, mm-hmm. together, right? Or they're they're a group of individuals working in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Right? It's so good, so complex. Yeah. But I mean, what a better allegory for a, a, a grabastic DD party. Right? Is the watchman. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. Great. Uh, if you guys have gotten to this point, and you have, obviously, because you're hearing me say this, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. They just want to see the end credits. Right? Go. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in there, but hopefully something good. Uh, take 
hopefully you've taken what we you've heard and learned in this episode and you go and you take your anti-hero to another level um and while you're at it uh leave a comment tell me what your favorite anti-hero is if you ever played an awesome yeah. anti-hero what take they were an like anti-hero, leave two comments right take an anti-hero, give, give more comments. than you take you've <laughs> taken an hour and 40 40 minutes of our lives so just give us some did more they, did we not give that they yeah. took it. They took it. They summoned us. Oh, okay. Against okay. our will. Fair. But uh, I'll accept a like and a subscribe. Right. In, uh, as, in a, as a recompense. Yes. For that. Uh, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we absolutely enjoyed it. I did at least. Um, but this has been Caffeine and Cantrips. This has been Byron. That's me. And this has been Sean. And that's me. And uh, we will. See you next time. Or else. Turn down for or else what? Oh, wow. That's a crazy opening for our podcast. <laughs> Turn down for what? Is it? Do you, do you, do you bring him to the end? <laughs> Turn down for what?